Hey, good morning everybody. This is Elizabeth Madison, Registered Dietitian and Weight Loss Coach. And you're with me uh, for my Thursday morning Facebook Live Wellness Spotlight. And today my focus is on seven true or false about the coronavirus. So as a healthcare provider, you know, I cannot tell you how many questions I'm fielding about, you know, this coronavirus and, you know, what works and what doesn't. And, you know, these kind of, this kind of information people really need to have so that we're not afraid, right? Because God did not give us a spirit of fear, all right? And so I want to spend a few minutes with you this morning just doing some really quick true and false about the coronavirus and helping you stay on track during this really difficult season, okay? And if you have any questions, please, you know, let me know. Put, the, put them in the chat box. Send me uh, an email at info at weightlosstransformation.com. That's info at weightlosstransformation.com. All right, so let me do the first one. True or false, you can protect yourself from COVID-19 by swallowing or gargling with bleach or taking, drinking apple cider vinegar or steroids, taking steroids, or using essential oils, salt water, drinking with lemon and warm water, or drinking ethanol or other substances. True or false? The answer is false. None of those things help you fight the coronavirus, okay? So, you know, uh, swallowing or gargling with bleach, folks, the only thing that will do is put you in a coma and kill you, all right? That is so dangerous. Do not, even if you water down the solution, please do not do that, okay? Um, drinking apple cider vinegar is not going to help you fight the coronavirus. Take, using essential oils, even though I use them, I love them for such a variety of different things, they're not going to help you with the coronavirus, all right? They'll make you feel better. They'll make, they make good digestive issues. You know, shout out to my girl Renee who sells essential oils, all right? But it's not going to help you with the coronavirus, all right? And neither is drinking lemon and warm water. The only thing that lemon and warm water will do for you is it will give you a really good, nice dose of vitamin C first thing in the morning, all right, which is good, no problem. And you really do want to drink water first thing in the morning because you haven't drank water throughout the night, so you're feeling dehydrated. So having some warm water could always feel good for the digestive system and drinking you know, fresh lemon, squeezing some fresh lemon in there will give you a nice dose of vitamin C. It will hydrate you from the night before. but that's the extent of what it will do. The ethanol, by the way, is just the alcohol that you find in alcoholic beverages. So yes, we want our alcoholic beverages, and if you drink them, uh, it won't make you, you know, won't fight the coronavirus. It'll make you not even think about the coronavirus, but it's not going to help you fight it, okay? Just want to give you that heads up. We are doing this with SEQ Moves, all right? The Thursday morning Facebook Live is in collaboration with SEQ Moves, which is about uh, a initiative by Dr. Stacy N.C. Grant to help us move more. And folks, this is really important now with the fact that we have to move, the fact that the gyms are closed, there is no reason why we can't get moving. We have to get moving because one of the things that does fight the coronavirus is staying healthy. Let's go to number two. Drinking water will help you wash the virus out of your body. All right, now I want to uh, read you this 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 uh, text that I got from a really, really good friend um, who said that this was amazing. And this is why people are so fearful. This is why people are misled because they're, they're getting information like this, which is completely, I'm just gonna tell you, this is not 
this is not true okay so here we go it says um this info this info is from my friend that works for cdc that passed this along to his family and friends i'm passing it along as well the new uh, coronavirus may not show sign of infection for many days how can one know if she is infected by the time they have a fever and a cough and go to the hospital the lungs are usually 50 percent fibrosis which is scarring of the lungs and it's too late let me just stop there right there that is completely inaccurate people can have very mild symptoms um they could have very uh very strong symptoms very severe symptoms it depends on a lot of different factors and yes it could take up to 14 days before you feel any symptoms in your body why because just like any other virus once it gets into your body it takes time to replicate and get going and really affect your body to the point that you are experiencing symptoms and that goes with any virus like the cold the flu you never feel it the minute it enters your body because it has to ramp up it has to replicate itself and ramp up so it doesn't attack that fast folks this is not the ebola virus so we need to not believe that that is inaccurate okay next uh taiwan experts provide a simple self-check that we can do every morning Take a deep breath and hold your breath for more than 10 seconds. If you complete it successfully without coughing, without discomfort, stuffiness, or tightness, it proves there is no fibrosis in the lungs, basically indicating no infection. There is absolutely no evidence that that approach is going to let you know whether you have an infection. Again, because you can have, you can hold your breath for 10 seconds if you don't have good lung support or you just, you know, basically a little out of shape, you might feel some, you know, chest pressure or whatever. But folks, if you, that is, that is not a good way to determine whether you have uh, the coronavirus in your system and you're symptomatic by holding your breath for 10 seconds. It doesn't work like that. If you are experiencing fever, you know, uh, pulmonary distress, you know, chest distress, breathing difficulties, the best thing to do is to call your healthcare provider. Please call your healthcare provider so that you can get the help that you need. And remember, um, drinking water is not going to wash out the coronavirus out of your body. If it were that easy, we wouldn't have to worry about medications or anything else for any other virus, okay? And your stomach acid is not going to uh, burn up the coronavirus, all right? So we have to be we have to be informed, we have to be educated, and we have to know what does work and what doesn't. Okay, so now let me give you another one, okay? So that was number two, drinking water will help you wash out the virus. That is false, okay? Next, if you again, if you hold your breath for 10 seconds and don't cough, you don't have fibrosis, a sign of infection, you don't have the virus, false. Okay, that is not the way to find out whether you have an illness in your lungs. Number five, children and young people cannot get it. Now, what we know about this virus is that it does affect certain groups. It affects seniors, older folks. It also affects people with compromised systems or severe underlying conditions like un uncontrolled diabetes, congestive heart failure, pulmonary disease, things like that. People who have compromised systems. You know, however, what we're seeing now, especially in other countries, is that children can get it, but at a much lower rate as adults and people who are in that high-risk groups. So it's important, though, I want you to remember this, okay? Even though children and young people are less likely to get it, what we understand now is that they can be carriers. 
And what that means is even though they are asymptomatic, they're not showing any symptoms, they can give it to somebody else. So for example, let's say you are in a daycare center, which I know the daycare centers are closed right now in New York, right? But let's say we have a little, a little kid and he is has a coronavirus and you have someone working in the kitchen who's a senior, okay? Or a teacher who's a senior. That child can pass it on to that senior and not even realize it, okay? So just understand that even though children and young people are less likely to get it, they can be carriers and pass it on to other people. So if you are have, if you have to stay home, right? If you have to stay home, um, and you have you know uh, different generations in your house, you know, try to keep them apart as best possible because just of this situation. All right. So that's number five. Okay. Number six. Ordering or buying products from China will make a person sick. Or same variation of this of this statement, you can get it from the mail. So basically, you get your packages delivered to the house, and the coronavirus is on the package. All right, is that true or false? It is false. Okay. Now it's also kind of true. So let me explain. You getting packages shipped from China is not going to give you the coronavirus. It doesn't work like that. All right. Just because we it first emanated from that region, all right, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that everything that comes out of there is going to have the coronavirus, all right? So, you know, I just want you to know that now with the mail, okay, and this just came out last night, so this was interesting. With the mail, it's a very, very, very low likelihood that the coronavirus is on your packages. But I want you to know that the coronavirus can live on surfaces, right, for up to seven to nine days. And it can live there for as little as a few hours and for as long as seven to nine days. And so that's why it's important if you're getting a lot of packages, just you know take that extra precaution and just wipe your packages down with some sanitizing wipes, some disinfecting wipes, just to be on the safe side. I don't want you to panic, but that was one of the new things that came out last night about you know how the coronavirus lives. And this is just about practicing good hygiene, good sanitation, wiping things down, you know, handling those kind of packages, things like that, you know, uh, very carefully so that you can stay safe. I want you to share this video because there are so many misconceptions about the coronavirus, all these uh, mis misconceptions, these myths, and people are really running scared. And I don't want that to happen. Wearing a mask will help you fight with the coronavirus. Unless you have a specially fitted mask, and they're called N95 masks, right? Which are per, which are fitted to your to your face, which allows no uh, which allows no uh, air to come into your nostrils or into your mouth because it basically sealed all around. All right, masks are basically ineffective. All right, so because you can have droplets that are coming out, you can have air molecules that are going in. So wearing a mask is not going to help. Now, if you're already sick, already, already sick, and you have to go outside, you know, it could be a, a good idea to put a mask on, but we shouldn't be hoarding masks because our healthcare providers who are in hospitals are running super low and they need them. So please don't hoard masks. They're not helping you. And there are people who need them more than you do. All right. So not wearing a mask um, is not going to help you. Okay. Now, one last thing, and then I'm going to go on to something positive, right? Um, there is a vaccine to cure the coronavirus, true or false? Is there a vaccine to cure the coronavirus, true or false? Okay, the answer is false, okay? Now, really quickly, I'm gonna give you a vaccine 101, very quickly. So the way vaccines work, right, is 
it's it's the live organism, right? The bacteria, the virus, the basically the virus, and they take the virus in its weakened or dead form, right? And they inject it into your body. And it's in a weakened or dead form, so it's not going to give you the full-blown symptoms. It's not going to hurt you, okay? So by putting by injecting the um, the weak or dead form of the virus into your body, your immune system kicks into action and develops a, a, a protection against it called antibodies, right? And so if you do come into contact with that virus later on, you already have protections in your body to be able to fight it off effectively. That's what vaccines do. Now, with this vaccine, with this virus, understand that we haven't, we haven't had enough time to monitor it, to watch it, to understand it. So we, that's why it takes so long to manage the vaccine, to create a vaccine, because we have to see how it changes, what it does, how it affects people, uh, what happens throughout the year. We have to see how this works. So that's why there is no vaccine, and it's gonna take many months to develop one that's safe for people to get. And understand that the way vaccines work is called a, a herd approach. In order for a vaccine to work, lots of people have to get it. So that's that's so far off. So don't even, if you hear something about a vaccine is in the works and it's gonna be around next month, that is called fiction, all right? So these are, you know, these are things that we just have to be aware of. So I wanted to just, I wanted to just give you some truth or fiction, some you know, true or false about this coronavirus, and then let you know, folks, if you want the, the we can't do anything that about situations like this, but we can control the controllable. And the one thing we can't control is one, to not get mired down in fear. All right, because fear just creates stress. It just creates stress. And that gives you that makes you more worried. And we know that stress can negatively impact your immune system. And that's the last thing you want. Number two, Focus on what you can manage, which is your health. You know, even though our routines have, oh, they just changed, right, like completely for a lot of us, it doesn't mean that you can't take care of yourself. It doesn't mean that you can't have healthy meals every day, get that physical activity in, and do other things that can really help you and fortify you. Now, I did a webinar for Rochdale Village Community Center on Saturday. It is now on YouTube and on my podcast, The Wellness Spotlight. So I want you to go to my podcast, The Wellness Spotlight, or go to my YouTube page, Elizabeth Madison, Registered Dietitian, and you can watch the whole webinar on five things you can do to boost your immune system. That's what the episode is called, five things you can do to boost your immune system. All right. And lastly, we have to take a spiritual approach. So for my faith-based, for my faith-based folks, okay, I want you to remember we are not in charge. We are not in control but we have a God that is. Remember, this did not occur to God, all right? This is not a surprise to God. He knew it was coming, and he has protection for his people, for all his people, all right? And so he, we need to get comforted and be safe, and that comes from starving doubt and feeding faith. We need to starve our doubt, starve that fear, and feed our faith every single day. The minute you start to worry about your finances, about the kids' schooling, about when this is going to end, about whether we're going to have shelter in place or we're going to have a lockdown, whatever it is, starve that thought. Hold that thought up and lock it. 
block it and rebuke it. And then you respond with scriptures and prayer. So here's one. And let me give you two scriptures to take with you. Okay. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because, uh, because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's not leaving us. He's right here with us. And the closer we get to him, the closer we feel, the more comforted we feel. And the last one is Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. We have everything we need to be successful. Okay, everybody? So stay blessed. Stay grounded. Check the information that you're getting. Make sure it's coming from a reliable, credible source. And then double check it with another reliable, credible source so that you do not have fear, you do not have misinformation, and that you can move along this journey that we are all on you know, in a positive, you know, secure way. And also, please, Check on your senior citizens that are in your community because they closed the senior citizen centers down. And so now these senior citizen centers where people would come to have social interaction, get meals, you know, stay active, do those that their brain health, you know, they're kind of like, you know, now they're isolated and they need us to reach out. But this is also a positive way for us to have more contact and more community to build our community. So I'm going to let you guys go. Now, one of the things, last things, I am doing a, vir a series of virtual groups to help people stay connected. I want you all to stay connected because with all this staying at home, the kids are staying at home, our routines are jacked up, okay? It can be very isolating and it can be very distracting. So we need to be together. And so I started these virtual groups. You can check out the link in the, tech, in the, in the uh, content box and get more information about it. And understand that because as a healthcare provider, I'm providing these groups under the, uh, the auspices of wellness, your insurance may pay for it. Yes. So find out more and I will see you all soon. God bless and know that we will get through this. This too shall pass. Take care, everybody. Bye.